You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You're tuned in to Pen Drop Discussions. We're delivering insightful information through genuine conversations. Never miss a message that's for you. going on pin drop discussers this is your host tyler parker and i am so excited to be back and speaking with you guys uh it's been a a long uh a long 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 little break i know it's been like two weeks two or three weeks you know my bad it's not as long as the other breaks but you know i missed you guys and as always this is brought to you by the intellectual social club and that is an organization that is built for networking and communicating and extreme and exchanging intellectual ideas so without further ado uh let's go ahead and get into uh the pin drop discussions for today and this is not really um a topic <clears throat> more so just a um just a reality uh you know when i first started this season uh season four or season three i apologize um when I first started this season, it was about, you know, self-truth, identifying um, purpose, identifying a purposeful transformation, SIP, the, the whole acronym, um, and the transformation that, you know, had to occur uh, literally was that I had to get a surgery to operate on my knee, and when I first found out I was going to have to have the surgery, I was not excited, uh, for one, because I didn't have a car. Uh, and the surgery was across town. So they moved me from the base that, you know, had like transportation. It would, you know, like if you needed to go somewhere, um, they would supply you with the, with the need, with the means to get to your appointment. And they moved me from that base to this base, um, that I'm currently at, which has like zero communication. And, you know, that was probably one of the biggest things that I harped on, um, on a couple of pin drops. I was, so angry and frustrated because I was like going uh, months with like reduced pay, um, not due to like a disciplinary action, but just because of how things how things generally take time to process. And that's, you know, with everything. So it wasn't really like a, a military thing. It was more so just a, a process thing, you know, uh, and I was frustrated. So that like began my frustrations. Like I had no idea how I was going to even get to my surgery, how I was going to get to like the physical therapy I didn't know anybody, um, you know, I hadn't really like met anybody. So it was frustrating in the beginning and, um, I had stopped reading. I mean, I had stopped reading for like a while, you know, I had stopped doing things that, um, would reduce my stress. And, uh, I just kind of like stayed cooped up in my room, started drinking more, started drinking a whole lot more. Even before quarantine, it was just like, maybe like I go through a bottle a week. 
Like, and not one of those little bottles. I'm talking about, like, the little big bottle. Like, one point, the 1.75. And then that's where it started. And then, you know, um, got some little tax money. Kind of embarrassed to say it. But um, got some more bottles. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to drink it all. You know, I just like having it. Because, you know, like, I... I have this big extravagant dream for literally everything for like my business, for pin drop discussions, for intellectual social club, for whoop, 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 whoop. Now I had to edit that part out because, you know, I can't speak that yet. But um, I had, you know, it's just everything is a big extravagant dream. Right. So, you know, when I walk into my little do- my little dojo or my little uh, my little space that they're allowing me to reside in currently, um, you know, I consider it's like my little house, right? So I was like, I want a little bar in my house when I get older. You know, I mean, I'm 28, but uh, when I envision my house, it's not complete without the bar, without the pool, without the little jacuzzi, without the basketball, uh, go, without the basketball goals in the back, without the gym downstairs. You know, without the um, without the little fire pits outside. You know, all the all the good stuff, all the necessities that you need in life for, you know, just having friends over, having family over and just kicking it. Right. And, um, of course it's extravagant and, um, will it happen? Not sure. You know, I, I would love for it to, but the house that I saw it anyway, um, to get back on track is like, I, I wanted this, this vision. Right. So I, I put, uh, I don't want to say an excessive amount of alcohol, but I put way too much in there for the the position that I was in and the mindset that I was in. So, you know, I started drinking a whole lot more because I had free time and was in my room. I didn't know anybody. So, you know, alcohol became my uh, my go to, you know, it was me and Hennessy talking, me and Jack Daniels talking, me and Patron talking, me and uh, who else was I talking to? I can't even remember all those spirits, but um anyway you know i was i was communing with the spirits and i was sitting here i got a little playstation i was like oh i'm gonna get on the game and i'm gonna drink a little bit and i'm gonna i'm gonna get right you know that's that's going that's gonna be how i pass time and it was that was how i passed time i didn't uh read too much i didn't um i wasn't really working on my mental health i really wasn't working on my physical health at all and uh definitely wasn't working on my spiritual health you know of course i still still prayed every now and then opened my bible up every now and then and, uh, of course I didn't really feel convicted about it. Cause I was like, you know, well, God knows my heart, you know, I'm struggling right now. I'm just in that place and it was uncomfortable, but I felt like I knew that I had to live that out in its fullest in order to get through it. And, you know, uh, I'm learning a better way now. So I'm going to, you know, fast forward through this story so I can tell you that better way. And, you know, as the months go on, it's like two, two, two months go on. And then I meet uh, some friends, Angel and Courtney. And, you know, I met them at Bible study. And I also met P-Wall at Bible study. And I think Centralis was down there, too. But um, I can't I honestly can't remember because I was drunk going to Bible study. And um, I was I saw the, the flyers that they had posted around the building. And I was just like, yo, I'm going to go to Bible study. I'm going to get back on my spiritual path. And then um I ended up drinking the bottle. I took the bottle of Crown Royal outside to go sit on the patio and read. And they saw me sitting on the patio and they said, hey, do you want to come to Bible study? Well, Angel said, do you want to come to Bible study? 
Now, mind you, I had been drinking since like 9 a.m. You know, you know that part where I told you like uh, where I started drinking a little bit more. Yeah, I was drinking a lot more. So um, I went and uh, that's pretty much why I wasn't doing any pin drop discussions. I know I said it before, but this is in depth now. And uh, you guys get the full the, the full the full scoop, the pin drop scoop. And uh, yes, yeah, so I, I was sitting there and I was like, well, you know, I can't say no to Jesus because, you know, I, I claim that I, I'm a good uh, I'm a good servant. And, uh, you know, it was on my heart and it was on my mind. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I, I mean, I don't turn down Jesus in any state of mine, um, drunk or not. You know, like, I mean, I've had times when I was literally uh, it was a little side story. Me and uh, me and one of my brothers and one of my uh, sisters, we were. uh well, they weren't drinking as much as I was, but I was, um, I was, I was drinking and, uh, I think it was at Burger King and I was just like, I, we were having a praise session in the parking lot and, um, yeah, it was it, anytime, anywhere it's liable to go down, you know, um, uh, any mind state is, you know, your heart for Jesus got to be pure. Even if, you know, your mind isn't always there, just keep your heart pure. That's the most important part. Um, back to, back to the story. Uh, so, you know, I meet them, we're kicking it for a couple of months, um, for like another month or so. Then I meet some new friends and, um, you know, the drinking doesn't necessarily stop, uh, because of the Bible studies. It actually, uh, gets a little bit worse. So, you know, I, um, I was a bad influence, and uh, after the Bible study was over, I was like, hey, you guys want to drink? Because, you know, you can't sin by yourself. You know, you just can't. You can't be in a sinful nature and be like, oh, I'm going to just keep all this sin to myself. Uh, I'm going uh, to hold it. I'm going to hold it in. Probably should have just held it in, you know, hindsight, but um, it's not a party. It's not a sin party until you invite people in, right? I mean, it wasn't really misery because I was, I was enjoying myself. So um, I invited them in and, you know, we uh, part, we partook, partook in festivities of, uh, you know, drinking, drinking the liqueur. And uh, we were all in the spirit and uh, not the not the right spirit, though, not the right spirit. But um, anyway, uh, that became who, you know, I was. That was my like identity, you know, Drunk Tyler and uh, Drunk Tyler has been around for uh, quite some time. He has uh, some some blunders. A lot of blunders out there between Raleigh and Maryland in D.C. Goodness gracious, boy, that boy, is a, he has a whole reputation, um, which I'm so sorry if my mama listens to this one, because, uh, uh, you know, when I'm not drawing taller, I am a model citizen. I am a, you know, outstanding individual in other people's eyes. I won't say it in mine, because um, I still think I got a whole lot of work to go. Uh, but, you know, I try. I try. And uh, I give people genuine love uh, and uh, respect all, all at all times. So, um, yeah, that's just that's just what it is. So, you know, me, Angel and Courtney start and people all start going through more trials and tribulations together. You know, if you listen to one of the pin drop episodes, I think it was on pin drop discussions, conversations. It was about, you know, an incident that happened here on base with uh, one of the uh, upper uh, the upper the upper uh, echelon uh, chain of command officials here. And um, you can listen to that story on Pin Drop Discussions Conversations because I won't uh, reiterate that because I don't really know how much uh, 
trouble you can get in for that. Um, but anyway, it's out there. Um, and I'm not deleting it. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was that we, you know, we bonded, got closer. And, um, as time has, you know, does what time does moved on. And, uh, we got, uh, we bonded, we started, you know, communicating a little bit more about, you know, personal feelings, things that are going on in life and became really, uh, great friends and like close, like pretty close family, you know, honestly, uh, when they say this is like, when they say the military makes you have a, like a, um, I can't even remember the term for it, but it's like a, a, it's a different type of family. It's a nuclear family or something like that, where you just all just kind of bond and it's like, yeah, you never would expect to bond with people like this. It's 100% true. It's accurate. I mean, I don't, I don't care. I bond with anybody to be perfectly honest, you know, as long as your spirit is good and you're good people. I really don't care. Come on. Come on. I've got enough love for everybody. I've got enough love for a thousand friends, 2000. I'm here for it. You, you struggling? Hit me up. We can do this. We can make it. To, well, look, I, I'm telling you, I go through my moments. So you got to put up with some, some stuff sometimes. I might just disappear for a little bit, but I'm coming back, coming back, coming back. I, I had to go to the mountain, I had to go to the mountaintop. But anyway, um, the surgery, right? They were, you know, here for me and, um, God provided a ram in the bush. This is short, the, the end of the story with my, with my newfound family. Um, people let me drive to my first appointment. Then I met another friend, Mary, and she let me, uh, drive to the second appointment. And then Mary actually took me to the, to the, um, oh man, to the actual surgery. Right. So surgery time. Right. And we were talking about a ACL, MCL, or an ACL meniscus and the biopsy of my cartilage. And everybody was asking me about it. And um, when they removed all of that stuff, they had to give me anesthesia. You know, they gave me a shot in my leg. They, you know, hooked me up to the IV in my in my hand. So glad they didn't do my veins because I was not prepared. Uh, not not my, uh, like, my arm veins. I don't like that. And I don't like when they poke me in the middle of my arm. I hate it. It feels uncomfortable. And it's uncomfortable for days. But, um, you know, they got me in my hand. Uh, they put me under. I was out. I woke up, you know, all the doctors was loving me. It was like, oh, you so funny. And I was like, dang, I'm funny even when I'm unconscious. That's crazy. Because <laughs> I don't, one of my friends says I'm really not funny. So it kind of hurt my feelings. But it's all right. I'm cool. I don't really need to make jokes. Um, I'm not a comedian. And uh, dealing with the aftermath of the anesthesia wearing off after that type of surgery and that type of procedure was painful, right? And it wasn't just the pain of, like, feeling like something was removed from my body. It was the pain that I literally couldn't do anything about it. Like, I couldn't get up and walk. I couldn't go shake it off. You know, I was like, um, yeah, I was stuck, right? And it kind of, like, culminated, like, all of this, this, this stuff that I was going through, all of this stuff that I had in my body, and I'm not like so when we prayed over the surgeons, I had uh, I had a bunch of my mom prayed for me, uh, you know, uh, my spiritual mothers prayed for me, um, my brothers prayed for me, my friends, my family, 
And I was like, look, bro, give me all the prayers because <laughs> I, I don't like the needles. I don't like going under because if I go under, I might not come back. You know, I almost drowned one time. So anytime I think of under, I'm like, you know what? This might just be it. Yeah, you might not see the dog no more. Until Jesus, I'm coming home, I think. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm making it in. I hope I'm making it in. But, you know, sometimes it's a little questionable. Some days it's like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I got a little bit too much unforgiveness in my heart today. But um, that surgery felt like they were taking everything out. It felt like they were taking out all of the all of the, the trauma. And they were, you know, essentially to that area. But I feel like praying over the surgeon's hands and praying over um, praying over the procedure. They didn't just remove the. The negative energy like they, they you know they removed the habits too because i'm like oh, i can't really drink anymore because you know i'm taking medication i'm like okay well um that's cool i cannot drink for 30 days and if i go 30 days without drinking you can bet you can best believe it's probably gonna be a rare occasion that it happened again um to be honest because alcohol and therapy uh for your muscles don't really go together um you can't build muscles with alcohol. Just just throwing that out there. Um, you can destroy your muscles. But um, anyway, that's that's the physical health tip there. And uh, the the spiritual health tip is dealing with all of those frustrations. You know, being cooped up in the room. Like it was different being cooped up in the room when I could move around. You know, because then it was a choice. It was like, ah, I really don't feel like going anywhere. And even if I did feel like going somewhere, I could take a walk to the next. You know, I could walk around base. I could go run the track. You know, even though it hurt, it was still like pain that I was willing to put up with. So I didn't have to necessarily deal with myself in that moment. I was like, ah, I need to get out. I need to experience the outside, the fresh air, just so I could avoid being in my own headspace because you know i made a post on facebook to say you know the worst and the best thing that you can give overthinkers is time and basically not just time but time and space to think you know time and space are kind of relative but uh space is like never never ending right it goes on for forever but when you are allowed time to feel the space in your in your thoughts it feels like your thoughts are infinite it feels like you can't just have one singular thought because it's connected to something else it's connected to another pain it's connected to another trauma and it's like it feels like it's never ending so all of that attacking you is like it's not depression but it can lead into depression and i told my friends i was like yeah you know uh I'm, I was battling it, you know, because it, it is a battle. It, it is a it is a battle to fight your thoughts, and especially is a battle to fight thoughts that aren't even your thoughts. You know, because there's a it, there's some things in the atmosphere that don't belong to you that you do not have to claim. You know, there's some things in space in your head space that aren't necessarily yours. They don't belong to you. They're not positive for you. They don't do anything for you, but hinder you. And while I was thinking about, you know, that self-truth and identifying purpose and a purposeful transformation, I was like, yo, this morning it hit me because the dream that I had last night, these little these little silk pillows and 
the new bed set. Like just ah, let me let me talk to you about something new, real quick. When you get new things, and especially new things dealing with your mental health and like anything that helps your mental health, like these little silk pillow cases and the new pillow cases that I got and the uh this new comforter. When I laid down on it, I had new dreams. I was just like, ah. Oh. If it, Courtney sprayed some Febreze on all of this stuff in here, and I was just like, mm. I went to sleep and woke up refreshed. I didn't go to sleep till like 5 a.m., mind you. But when I woke up, I was like, yo, I had a dream. And I'll tell you the dream. I don't mind. It was uh, me and a few of my friends, and I was back in high school. But I wasn't in high school. We graduated. And they're like, oh, you need to, because um, the way it started was like we were on the way to this conference and me and one of my friends were in the car. I can't remember which one they were driving. And when I saw one of my friends, Demi, she was passing out like uh, this packet. It was a big packet. And it was like her business plan. I was just like, oh, for sure. I'm like, I'm going to get it and I'm going to look at it and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out. So I looked at it. I looked through it, flipped through it. I was like, oh, it's actually me and my cousin, David. Which is the crazy part. Uh, not he is one of my one of my friends. He's definitely my cousin and my brother. Because um, you know we exchange information all the time. But um, he has he actually tried to pass me the aux cord. See, I can remember the details. He tried to pass me the aux cord, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is not going to work for my phone." And then um, so like my phone was dying. I was looking on my phone. I was on like Instagram. And uh, I was just like, yeah, you know, it's cool. And then I saw Demi walking in the street with the package and she had a whole team with her. And I was just like, oh, that's dope. I was like, hold up, stop real quick. And then, you know, she came and gave me a uh, she actually didn't see me at first. Like we drove past and I was like, I stuck my head out the window and I was like, dang, I don't get a packet. And she was like, yeah, 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 yeah. we can get you a packet. And then she got me a packet. So I looked at it, reviewed it. And I was like, oh, this is a dope plan. I was like, I need to get my plan together. We go to the, we get to the, the place of the assembly and, you know, everybody's sitting there and uh, then there's a, uh, there's a group of people from high school that um, I thought were like the, the, um, the cool kids and my, like, I can't tell you exactly who they were, but I know who they represented in the dream, who they were representing in the dream. And then it was like, oh, you're not going to join this? And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, I mean, I didn't say I wasn't going to join it, but, you know, it's kind of just better for me to do my own thing because I know what I need to do. But I'm always willing to help. And it was like, oh, you're not going to say. And they started, like, you know, uh, roughing me up a little bit. And I was just like, all right, look, look, y'all not going <laughs> to, this ain't the same Tyler, dog. So I, you know, kind of pushed back a little bit. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm going to go have my seat and I'm going to listen to this presentation and we're going to chill. And I was like, all right. That's fine, you know, you ain't really bought this money. And I was just like, okay. And I went and I sat down. And it was like an English. It started off with like an English lesson. They were talking about one of the teachers um, that had done something uh, to damage their reputation that we all had to, you know, go back through this class real quick. And, you know, we still had the packets. And then as they finished, they as they finished their uh, their assignment, you know, I still have mine. I was just like, dang, why am I like the last one? And I realized it was because they were working together. Right. And so whole time. I'm the dream that I'm having is about business and working together. Now, the concepts 
were they were out there, you know, obviously. But the important part that I took from it was, I mean, there might be more to uncover as the day goes on, but it was just like, I got to continue to push for my dream and I got to continue to push for the things that I know, but also I can't do it alone because it won't happen. So this is me reaching out again to uh, pin drop discussion listeners and, um, you know, intellectual social clubites. Yes, that is a new thing. I just, just branded that. Enjoy. For anybody who wants to join the Intellectual Social Club, we're going to actually make this a thing. I mean, it is a thing already, but it's just not a thing that I, you know, have been uh, doing well. Because I could do a lot better. Um, I need help. I need assistance. If you guys would be uh, so gracious, so kind as to help me to grow this vision. And, of course... um, the website will explain a lot more about what the vision is because I'm getting ready to go to work on that thing right now as we speak. WW, how many W's was that? www.pendropdiscussions.com. Okay, I'm going to say it one more time just in case anybody didn't hear it. www, that was three W's, dot pendropdiscussions.com. Okay, all right. And there's, there's going to be a little tab, Intellectual Social Club. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Check it out, check it out, check it out. So, without that being said, I really thought this was only going to be like seven minutes, but it turned into 25. Anyway, I hope you guys got something out of this. Um, Okay, so with just a recap and, you know, bring this to a close. um, Sometimes your spiritual growth and spiritual transformations have to go through a a mucky period and um, process that you kind of have to allow yourself to see yourself as the ugliest version of yourself possible. Uh, And, you know, you want to try. So the part that I was saying earlier was like, instead of just living in the truthfulness of sin and just, you know, living it out until you are able to correct it or until you become knowledgeable enough to correct it, it's not the best way. Right. That is the... That is the way that you are going to probably learn the best through experiences, but you don't have to learn that way through experiences because Jesus already did it. Or Yeshua already did it. Excuse me. Because he already, you know, died on the cross for all of this. So you don't really have to go through it. So honestly, not going to lie to you. Some of this stuff is unnecessary. Some of these battles is unnecessary. Like you're going to have trials and tribulations. Yes. But some of these battles, listen to me, listen, listen to me, listen, some of these battles is unnecessary, all right, you don't really, and the way you can tell if a battle is unnecessary or not, is not by the conviction, right, but, but like, before you go into it, you're just like, you know, you have time to to decide, you know, it's like, it's not something that you have to react to, it's something that you literally Put your hand in. You say, uh, I mean, I don't. I shouldn't do this. And then you do it anyway. That is an unnecessary battle. Unnecessary. Because you're second guessing yourself. Because you're thinking that it could be something else. When you know that it's not. So. When you know. Because everybody be like. When you know it's God. You know. Everybody says. Uh, there's a saying. Uh, what was it? Drake was like. Um, it's real. Oh, man, I was just listening to this song. It was Days in the East. 
And it was like when it when it is when that when that mess is real, you just know it. Big Sean said, and I hate to quote this, but uh, he was like, "What's the difference between real and fake? You can feel the difference." And you know, honestly, you can with God and understanding that agape love is the only type of love that God gives, which is covering all. It covers all. You feel it. You can feel the difference. You know what real love is. You know what fake love is. You know what real experiences are. You know, I mean, you can't really have fake experiences, but you know what you know what real genuine trials and tribulations are versus man-made trials and tribulations. And when I say man-made, I mean you. I mean me, because I'm not pointing the finger at you. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about me. Me too. Not to make light of me too. That that was not what I was doing there. Um, but I was just saying I am also included in the finger pointing, in the finger wagging. So, um, yeah, just get out there. Follow your dreams. Please do not go through unnecessary trials like your brother Tyler. It's not necessary. Don't don't rage quit on people. Don't explode on them. Because everybody ain't going to stay around. And, I mean, I'm in, I've been blessed to have people to put up with me. Because I rage quit a lot. A lot. So, if you get friends and family like that that are willing to stick it out with you, love on them, appreciate them. You know, because they definitely love and appreciate you. Because they don't, I mean, don't nobody want to deal with that mess. But anyway, I pray that you guys are blessed. Um, I pray that this reaches every single person that, you know, needs to hear it. And um, I just pray that you guys have a great day, a great weekend, a great week. If I don't hear from you, you know, by the end of the week. Um, or you don't hear from me until next Friday. But you know, it's a it's a nice little it's a nice little Friday thing. It's kicking it off, kicking it off on the weekend. All right, life's good. God is great. God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. Y'all be easy. Love. Pin drop discussions. control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. 
You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.